women's running. running, running. One of the most important things about being like a professional athlete or runner is like you really have to keep the rest of your life like very stress-free and very like calm. And I think like that's – that is also like you never know like (laughs) – it's that's like hard, you know, it's because like it's life. So – There's like so many other factors that go into just like training. Hi, my name is Nell Rojas and I am a professional marathon runner. Yes, in this episode, you're going to be hearing from Nell Rojas. She is one of the top American marathon racers and she's going to tell us how things all went down at the U.S. ATF 25 kilometer national championships. A couple of details to know about Nell for the purposes of this episode is that she is coached by her father, Rick Rojas, who himself was a professional runner, and Nell's training partner is Molly Grable. But before we get on with the episode, welcome to Women's Running Stories. I am Cherie Louise Turner. I am your host and producer. And this year, I have been doing race reports for all of the USATF road circuit races. These are the series of national championship events. They're at various different distances all around the country, and they happen all throughout the year. At these circuit events, not only are racers vying for a national title, there's good money on the line. And in each race, athletes earn points for the series overall. At the end of the year, the athlete with the most points wins the series And with that comes another really nice payday. So yeah, for this episode, we're focusing on the 25K National Championship. And Vernell Rojas, whose primary focus is on her marathon performances, these national circuit races serve as an opportunity to win a national championship, an opportunity to earn some more points and win some money, but they're also a great opportunity to go head-to-head with other top athletes and practice different racing tactics. Overall, Nell considers these races part of her greater training program and an opportunity to gauge her fitness. And another thing you'll learn about Nell Rojas and her approach to preparing for marathons is, like she alluded to up top, the life of a professional marathoner is as much about training and racing as it is about managing stress in everyday life. And that, you're going to hear, played a big part in Nell's recent racing performances. Nell's most recent competition, which took place about a month before the 25K champs, was the 2023 Boston Marathon. This was a key race on her calendar. Nell has finished top American at the Boston Marathon for the last two years. And late last year in November, Nell ran her first New York City Marathon, which served up some unseasonably warm and humid weather, making it a tough day for everyone racing and not a day for PRs. Even so, Nell came in 10th and she was the third American. In preparation for this year's Boston Marathon, she went to Kenya to ramp up her training and unfortunately during that trip, she encountered some health issues that made her final lead up to Boston 
far less than ideal. I think I would just say, basically, going into Boston, you know, I was pretty sick from a parasite that I had in Kenya. And so I was really like, I guess the words would be, I was really careful with how I was training and um, there was no like risks being took in or there was no like, I wasn't like really going out on a limb to like really just like destroy the race or like have a big PR or anything like that. And I really think in Boston, like I just really needed like a solid race. I needed to finish obviously. And I just, I didn't have the, I would say power or the energy to kind of really go for it. So I didn't. (laughs) And then I was just like, I think I was so worried about the race for so long because of like how I felt that it did take a lot of, uh, it's a lot of emotional toll on me, like more than you like realize, I think when you're in it, you know, I think even though I I was like sick and I did have a parasite, like I was still able to be consistent and I was still able to run every day, get through my workouts. Like my workouts were fine. Like I did have some good, some good workouts. And especially like near the end of the Boston build, there were like little glimpses of like, okay, I'm at least back to where I was before, you know, New York or before the Boston last year. And so I think just because I was able to train through it, you know, I, I knew I could run five thirties. Like that was the pace, like that I, I kn- I've known I could run for a long time. It's just like, whether you get the day to do it or not, you know? And like at New York, obviously I did not get the day to do it because it was hot. Um, it was just like, not going to happen. The Boston before that I, oh, like, I just like came in a little bit too overcooked. I was just like wrecked when I came in. So that was just like, that wasn't, I just like didn't time that well. So yeah, I guess like that time that I ran has always been like in me, like very securely in my, like in my training, I can tell. Um, And then, you know, I was just able to like get there healthy and just like do it. Like, of course, I wish I could finish higher and I wish I could run faster, but that just wasn't going to happen on that day. And like other people had great days. Um, And like, you can't, you can't be upset about that. You know what I mean? Like, you want those, you want to be one of those people, you know, cause it's not everyone you, it's only like, you know, say there's like 20 elites in the field, like that are competitive, you know, more like 15, like very, com- this year there was like 20 very competitive people. And like a third of those are going to have like a pretty great day. A third are going to have a bad day. And a third are just going to like have a mediocre day. And so like, you want to be in the top third, but it's just like, not always going to be you. While the 2023 Boston Marathon was not the day that Nell had hoped for, and she really wasn't able to give it her all, she did still manage to run a PR. She ended up third American and 14th overall. But what was really clear is that if she hadn't been dealing with the outside stress of those parasites, she probably could have run faster. But like she said, her performance was not something she could be disappointed about, and so it was time to move forward. Next on the calendar was this 25K national championship, and she knew that there would be some good competition. Some of the top contenders were Kira D'Amato, Betsy Sena, Jessa Hansen, 
Dakota Lindworm, and Gerilyn Poe. The race would be a great opportunity to see how she was really recovering from Boston. And besides that, Nell loves to race. And she can count on the fact that these circuit races are always quality events. It's really, really fun. Like, I just, like, have a lot of fun going to the races and working them in my training schedule. But I would say, like, the marathon runners are not focused on these races because they're focused on their marathon builds. And if it fits in their marathon builds, then like they'll go. Um, They're great opportunities to win money. Um, They're great opportunities to get national titles, which is, you know, important. And for me, like I would love to win the circuit because you get an extra 20 K and I like to race anyways, and I like to put them in my schedule. And so, yeah. After Boston, you know, I think I really didn't completely empty my tank at Boston like I have in previous um, marathons um, for a number of different reasons. So I think we came off it. I was like feeling pretty good. I took like a week off. Um, I usually take a couple weeks off and then I just started running. I felt good. I, you know, I thought might as well go get some points for the circuit to potentially try to win that this summer. So that's kind of like where our thought process was. All right. So yeah, we always go, my dad and I always go and like, if the, if it's a new course, we'll drive the, the course, you know, the day before. Um, which is like, you know, super helpful if (laughs) anyone can ever do that on a new course, like it will help you immensely just like know what you're getting into, like kind of be more prepared mentally and physically for anything that comes along. And so, yeah, we did that. And I don't know, the conversation on my end was more like, yeah, well, I have no, like, I really had no idea how I was going to feel. Cause you just like coming off of Boston, you know, I was running very low mileage between Boston and the 25 K and, you know, I had a couple like speed workout sessions that went really well, but they were like faster stuff. Some like four hundreds. And then I had some like shorter tempos that were okay. So, you know, on my end, I was like, look, like, if I'm willing, if my body is like willing to like push it tomorrow, I think I can like run really well. If I'm like tired and my body's like, no, I'm not, I'm not willing to push it. Then like, I, I kind of have to like, you know, like maybe race for like fourth or third It is what my thought was like third or fourth, but like, maybe I will be able to race Kira, you know? So you just like never know. And then Rick's comments were more like, you know, he, he, he's, he's always a little bit more optimistic and I would say like confident than I am. So, you know, he was like, all right, yeah, do what you need. I think you can race them. I think we both like very, like, you just got to trust my instincts when I'm racing. And so it was a long race. So like a lot of it is like, all right, you know, may like probably almost always, in most of the races, 
people will start coming back in the second half, you know, that might go out too fast. So if someone goes out too fast, you know, just like let them go and like run a very smart race. I didn't know, like, I didn't think Kira was going to go out just because of like how, like our talks before the race, like I was like, all right, I think she'll just like sit and try to kick. Had no idea what Betsy was going to do. Early on, I kind of understood that she also wasn't going to go for it, which was very smart. I know Dakota loves to lead. So it wasn't it like, that's not surprising to me. She just like really likes to lead. And yeah, I've raced Jessa a couple times and I think she ran also very smart. So yeah, to me, I was like, okay, this is like a great, a great pack. All very, you know, I would say like more conservative racing, which, you know, would typically be good for me. Um, and during the race, I think, you know, I was with the front pack for, I don't know, the first 10 K ish. And then I, I just like, yeah, I was just tired. I was just like really, um, really tired. (laughs) And my body just wanted to jog for a little bit. And I think that's like actually been happening to me lately, um, where I can tell like my parasympathetic nervous system just like takes over and I cannot like, I can't get out of it. And I think that's that I've like noticed that lately. And that kind of was what happened during the race. Like I was just like, it wasn't hard for, you know, the first like 11, 12 miles. It was just like, my body was like, we want you to rest. And I like, we want you to take a nap right now. (laughs) So yeah, that race was, um, very steady. That was like a very like, all right, this is like a great pack. I wonder when, you know, someone's going to make a move kind of deal because, you know, anytime like, you know, Betsy and Kira kind of their PRs are like pretty much a lot faster. And when someone like that is sitting behind, you know, in second or third or not leading, then the thought process is like, all right, when are, when are they going to go? And I kind of could, I kind of watched it from, from afar, (laughs) from behind. And I was like, okay, okay. And then, you know, I did see them. I did see like Kira and Betsy go. It was interesting though, because like, I was like, oh, they made their move. And then I was like, wow, like actually Dakota and Jessa are doing like a really good job of like almost covering that move. Like they did let them go, but like, it wasn't like a huge, like drop off, you know, sometimes they just like, they'll like the leaders will just like go, but they almost like caught back up to them for a little bit. And then I, and then I, I couldn't really see it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I would say most like training races, you go into it and you're like, look, we're going to practice starting out hard because these girls are going to start out at five flat pace, you know, and you're going to go out with them. 
and see if you can hang on. Um, or another race is like, you know what? We're practicing on closing hard. Like I want you to trust yourself. I want you to like go out and execute this race plan. And then I want you to catch girls the last mile. This race I didn't have, there wasn't something where I was like, okay, but I really want to work on this. I would say during the race, I did have a thought that was like, you know, like I, I didn't exactly like, there was really not much reason for me to finish this race once I fell off the back. And like, I really was not, it wasn't like I was, I wasn't like being competitive. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't, there was, there was no compelling reason to finish the race. But honestly, it's just like not worth it to give up. <laughs> it's almost just like, it's just like giving up, like stepping off, starting to jog, throwing in the towel completely. Like it just is like, what you're going to have to go through mentally after that is not fun. Like it is not like I would rather, I, I mean, stepping off the course to me would put me in anguish for like until my next race. <laughs> so I think it's ma mainly just the, that the, the like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I don't know. It's just like the fear of like <laughs> that. So in my mind during this race, I was like, now you've never, you've never dropped out of a race. I can't imagine how bad that would feel. Like that's like not even worth it. But it was like, I did have a thought that was like, all right, if nothing else, like you're going to work through this. You're going to like continue to like know that like, even though this is not a good race, like just keep going and like, you'll finish. Okay. You know? Um, so yeah, I think there was an aspect of like work through this, like really tough spot. And like the more you do that and the more consistent you are at like just getting through those spots, the better you are at it during, you know, your a race. And I think from experience, what I've realized is that like I have definitely been way behind the front pack before or fallen off the front pack before and just like run my own race, continued to like do what I could do. And I've definitely caught up and I've definitely like caught like at the half, um, at the half marathon championships in February of this year, I was with the, no, I wasn't even with the lead pack. I was with the second pack. I, got dropped at like mile eight. I have no idea why. <laughs> and then I just like kind of kept on going. And then all of a sudden I had this, like finally at like mile 10, I was like, Oh, I can like run again. Like, this is great. And so I just like slowly made my, you know, cause I probably lost like, I probably lost like, you know, 30 seconds on the front pack on the pack I was with. And then like when I felt like I could run again, I just like gained it back. I passed everyone and I was third. And so like, and I've done that before, 10 mile championships last year, same exact thing happened. I couldn't even run with the front pack. I just slowly crept up on them. And so I think like after learning, you're just like, okay, like I'm not going to give up because like I'm here, but I'm going to do what I can do, you know? So yeah, that just comes with kind of experience. Like you never know what's going to happen. Someone could drop out. It's a long race. Someone could feel bad and get slower. So um, I think the, the best way to go about that is just like continue to like try. <laughs> if there's one thing that Nell Rojas is known for, it is continuing to try. 
She does not give up, and she is great at grinding away and getting the most out of herself in every race circumstance. As a quick recap, the race did come down to a front pack of six, which was broken up by that decisive move which saw Betsy Sena and Kira D'Amato go off the front and splinter the pack, and ultimately resulted in Betsy Sena taking the win, followed by Kira D'Amato, and then rounding out the top three was Jessa Hansen, followed by Dakota Lindworm, who did lead for a great deal of the race, then in fifth place was Nell, followed by Geraldine Poe in sixth. It was not the result that Nell was looking for, and it did indicate that there was still a little something going on. Nell wasn't exactly sure what was happening with her body, but she had a pretty clear assessment. So I would say, like, I, I, don't, I don't really know, but <laughs> what I would say is, like, and this happened to me when I got back from Kenya. I was stuck in this, like, kind of flight, flight or fight stage where my sympathetic nervous system, like I was all like, it it felt like anxiety and I don't have anxiety. I never really have, but it felt like my heart rate was like always like high. I was always kind of like, like anything that happened, if there was like a loud noise, I would kind of be like really alerted by it. And I wasn't able to like come down from it. Like as if something like really bad was happening. My body just like couldn't differentiate between something that really did not matter and something that did matter. And so I was in this sympathetic state. And I think it was because I did have these parasites in my body. And I think my body was just like on alert. It couldn't relax. It wanted to get rid of these invaders. And so I was like, bah, bah, bah. And then I was working really closely and really hard with a doctor to get rid of my parasites and to get healthy. And Like, I think once these came out, then I was like, there was like a couple days where I could tell I was just like, I was telling my training partner, like, it was good because, I mean, this is like a lot of information for people to know, but I, like the day that I like felt better, I slept for like 15 hours. I got my period that I had, that was like really late that I like, my body wasn't giving me. I... And so we did a workout that day and like my watch, like, so your watch has a calculation where it's like, you know, your readiness score is like this, or like it's negative 20 because you're tired. And it was like plus 15 that day. And it was because like, I think I was like, finally, my body was like so relaxed. My heart rate was low. And that day we did this workout and I was just like, Molly, like my training partner, I was like, I just like can't push it. Like, I just like really like my body's like really wants to just like chill and like rest. So I couldn't like, and that's kind of what like this whole thing is, is like your body's ability to like react to things and come back down and rest and then get hyped up and rest. And that's like, you know, that's a lot to do with like HRV status. And like, so I am just like, I think my body is just like a little confused right now. While Nell's body may still be working through a little bit of confusion, her ultimate goal is very clear. It is the 2024 Olympic Trials Marathon, which will take place in February in Orlando, Florida. All of the planning between now and then is focused on getting her there ready to race and contend for a spot on the Olympic team. I am still deciding if I'm going to do a fall marathon. And so a lot of things kind of bank on that, you know, like 
I am definitely going to do like the mini 10 K in June. I might do Boilermaker. I, I might do Bix. Um, I'd like to do the 20 K champs. I'd like to do the 10 K champs. And those, so those are all like, you know, like training races this summer that will be like fun and help my like speed development. But if I decide to do a full in October, things might shift. I might just decide to do like a fast, try to like get my half time down a little bit. So, you know, typically you do a fall marathon and basically the thoughts on not doing a fall marathon is like, you know, it is like, say I do, um, Chicago, um, in October that leaves, you know, like what, four months ish for the trials. Um, so it's like, all right, can you recover and like have a super strong build and show up a hundred percent for the trials? Or are you going to like, are you going to like show up at 90% for the trials because you just ran this like fall marathon? And I think that's the biggest like thing we're thinking about is like, you know, it does a lot on your nervous system. And so is that the smartest idea when, you know, I have the, the A standard, I'm fairly confident with that distance. And I do think that I really need to work on, I, I, I just need to be like faster. Like my, my half marathon has to be like more around like 107. It can't be right now. I've run like a, I think I've run like a 109.40. And that's just like not fast enough, especially if we're going into this marathon course that's like very fast in Orlando, which we don't have the course yet, but we know like that's what they say. It's going to be like a fast lapped course. And so I do think like I would benefit a lot because like I, I do, I am very confident in my like endurance. But like my my half times, like if you compare those to like Kira, it's just like it's too slow. And so I think I would benefit a lot in actually training for that half marathon, um, which is different than like doing a half marathon in your marathon build. And then like coming in like, you know, maybe a little bit fresher than the other girls who did a fall marathon. So those are the thoughts. And if you know, you you have to just like weigh the pros and cons. And then you have to make a decision and be very confident in your decision. And there's not one right way, right? Like I could run a a fall marathon and do very well. And that could be really good for me because I haven't done a fast one. You know what I mean? Like I haven't done a flat fast one. So maybe like that's a really good reason to do a flat fast one before. So yeah, you just got to decide and go with it. And we're just going to have to wait and see what Nell ultimately decides. It'll be an exciting journey to follow. And that does bring us to the end of this episode and Nell Rojas's story around the 2023 USATF 25 kilometer national championships. I want to thank Nell so much for coming on the episode and telling her story and especially for focusing on a race that was really not a peak performance for her, because it does give great insight into the whole process of what it takes to be a champion marathoner. It is not a straightforward journey. It is full of ups and downs and problem solving, trying new things, reducing stress in life, training and racing and trying again, and just keeping at it. 
Some days you have that great performance and some days you don't, but you'll always learn something that you can take moving forward. So yeah, thanks again, Nell, for coming on the podcast, talking about this race and giving us some insight into what you have coming up and how you're looking to approach the bid to become an Olympian and continue on your journey to be an absolutely incredible marathon racer. We wish Nell the very best of luck in her races upcoming. And of course, we're very excited to see how things go down at the 2024 Olympic marathon trials and beyond. And also how this road circuit all wraps up. Nell is still vying for the lead in the circuit right now. She is one point behind Jessa Hansen. And there is still more racing to come up. And of course, we will be covering those upcoming races in future race reports. So please stay tuned and join us. And if you want to catch up with all of the action that's already happened in the 2023 road circuit, you can find our race reports in our episode feed. I will also link to all of those episodes in our show notes, as well as ways that you can keep up with women's running stories and of course, how you can keep up with Nell Rojas and follow Nell's journey in her pursuit as a professional marathon runner. As always, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate you being here. And I would love it if you shared the show with a friend who you thought might enjoy it as well. I do want to thank Amelia Benton for helping me get in touch with Nell. Thank you, Amelia. And that will do it for me. This is Cherie Louise Turner, your host and producer of Women's Running Stories. And until next time, I wish you healthy, joyful strides forward. Women's Running Running. Women's Running Stories. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman.